0: Listening to episode 33 of The Bastards of Kingsgrave, the intersection between a song of ice and fire and everything else. Spawned from the aching loins of a podcast of ice and fire. As usual, this is Amin, and I'm joined by several vassals of Kingsgrave who will introduce themselves briefly.
1: Uh, my name is
2: Amber, Amber Rocks on the forum.
1: Oh, my name is Greg, uh, Claudia's yeah. the Fool on the forums. <laughs> I don't know if we're going M or, or G, <laughs> sorry. Uh, generally, G is before. <laughs> no, I meant G or C. G or C. Either way. Uh, in the
3: second, either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh Hi, I'm Morty, and I'm uh, or Michael, rather, Mordian on the forums.
0: Today, we're continuing our uh, tour of George R. Martin's past works before *A Song of Ice and Fire*. We've done *Unsound Variations* before, where we had Michael with us, and today we'll be covering *A Song for Laia, which is a short story. It's also the name of a collection of of short stories that Martin released, an anthology. Uh, But we're just focusing on uh, the short story, A Song for Laya," And I thought we'd go around and just before we get into it, and this will be a spoiler full episode, we'll be discussing it uh, in full detail. So if you want to listen to this episode, you should go and read it. It's a short story, you can handle it. Read it and come back. Uh, But just give our Lemon Cake rating out of 5. I will give it 4 out of 5 Lemon Cakes. It's a good story and I enjoyed it. The only reason I'm not giving it 5 is I've read uh, most of his short stories and there's some that I like better. So comparatively, it's not a 5, but... I really enjoyed it in the first read, and I enjoyed it in the reread. I'm looking forward to chatting about it.
2: So I guess if I gave just a, just a Song of Ice and Fire, if that's my five, then I would give this one four, um, really well-written and enjoyable, but I think I have to take off a little just because it is kind of miserable, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not, it's not one that I want to read and reread a bunch because... Yeah, it's kind of a downer, a little bit, but but a good story.
1: Um, I, I gave it a 4.5. Um, it's only the third uh, short story aside from the Duncan Egg books that I've read, and I thought the first one was amazing. And then I read the second one, and then this one is my favorite of the three I've read. Um, well, actually, second favorite. So, but uh, I just I love anything that deals with sort of alien, not so much conquering and everything, but just civilizations and their origins. I read a lot of science fiction that deals with that, and I just I love the way he handled religion and God and just the whole you know question of what it means to be human, and just the fact that. This really reminded me of some other books that came later. I feel like this really was sort of a trendsetter in, in, in science fiction. i give it a, a
3: 4.5. Yeah, I think I'd be up there to maybe 4.75, uh, verging
0: on 5. It's, it's one of my favorite of his short stories, and I, I just really love it. Yeah. The Song for Lie is based in George's broader science fiction world, and a little bit later we'll be talking about how it ties in potentially to his other stories and potentially to elements in his life, just like Unsound Variations might have drawn upon his life when he was writing it, the same thing here. But I thought we'd just kind of just go through the main story right now and just just talk about what st- stood out to you, what you ha- underlined, basically, going through it. And I'll let you three start ahead, because there wasn't that much that I circled.
2: Um, well, right off the bat, I thought it was, for one thing I do love, and we'll talk about this later, but I love... Like when he talked about skin thins and like the different planets and stuff that I've read from the other short stories, and it really mm. does kind of—it's this little um, kind of light bulb going off that oh yeah, this is the same universe.
0: I kind of wish that like uh, that. Well, it's actually it's dangerous as well. But if if he somehow tied in the Song of Ice and Fire to his science fiction world, <laughs>
2: like, I like, think that would <laughs> blow my mind.
0: <laughs> it's just one of those worlds that like tough messed up or something. <laughs>
1: dropped off yeah.
0: the others <laughs> i don't know i
1: think I'd, I'd be i'd be angry if we ever got like a space view of the planet of westeros and just found out what was you know a little more north or a little more south i feel like it would take away from the you know just the the mystery surrounding it
2: i mean did you read um windhaven at all i have yeah yeah that so in the back of my head i kind of picture on the other half of the planet that we don't see because there's these big two continents and then on the, in the ocean is the Windhaven people flying around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, get a crossover going. Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to get my book here again. I'm trying to see what, what we want to talk about. Well, I mean, I guess the thing that jumps right out is just the name Liana, right? Oh, yeah, Lyanna and Rob. Well, yeah, and, Lyanna and, and Rob. Rob. Yeah.
2: Did Rob have two? I don't have my book in front of me. Did it Rob... did have two
1: Bs, yeah. Okay, oh, it did, okay. yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah, I mean, of course you're trying to make... Ice and Fire Connections, but this was written in 1974 where I don't even... I mean, I'm sure he had ideas, but we know he really didn't start writing Song of Ice and Fire until 1991. But uh, it's, you know, there's certain names that authors use over and over again. You know, Philip K. Mm-hmm. Dick did that. Uh, Bradbury, the, you know, that, that they had their go-to names. So, I haven't read much of his other stuff, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if some names, you know, popped up in his science fiction also. Yeah,
0: yeah, just I like mean, I re- p- names,
3: yeah, I mean, that definitely does happen sometimes, although I, th- I feel like this was... Uh, I mean I I don't know Lyanna and Rob are both pretty big names and I don't I don't remember reading other short stories where they popped quite so much to me but yeah he does definitely reuse some
0: well he likes the general form of a song for something or songs of he just yeah he
4: definitely does like that
1: but he's he's recycled that as well Mm mm-hmm yeah, what really just jumped out at me is I, I always I'm all about the world building, and you can have a really good story, but if it's not in a realistic world, I feel like it can really lose some points for that. But I like how we're we're introduced to the world through two characters who don't know much about it and haven't been there, so we're kind of learning about it with them, and just you know meeting uh, Valkarangi and and the you know he's sort of showing them around as he's showing us around. But I just I love the. Uh, this idea of a civilization that's 14,000 years old but hasn't really done much in that time mm. and they're perfectly happy doing that mm-hmm. and humans really don't under, can't wrap their minds around why haven't why didn't they find us why did we come to them mm-hmm.
0: they have a bit of a superiority complex too, they think oh we're much better than them because we have all this technology and the only tower yeah, I mean, and well, towers, Dino, yeah. Dino certainly does
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. well and that's the big question is is you know they each at the end they each make their own choice and it's like how do you judge whose
4: is better,
0: really? Mm. Yeah. Early on, I, there's mention of uh, Harangans as well. If you read the science mm. fiction, like yeah. ties into, and the other aliens as well. Uh, I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but just to briefly mention. I mean, the Harangans were a general enemy of the humans and uh, who were basically locked in combat with them through a lot of George's stories. Uh, they kind of had like a three-way war. I think there's these, there's these other guys as well that the humans are fighting that are mentioned here. Because the talents had scanned their minds before.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Is, is it ever mentioned specifically what year this I mean, I know they mentioned 08, but do we ever know specifically when this is? Like hundreds you know, twenty thousand years in the future or a couple hundred years in the future? Do we do we know? Hmm. I have no idea. No, I don't I don't I don't I, probably if you if you went through all the short stories again, you could kinda figure it yeah, out just because that's that's a big it's not a big deal but it's something i always i like to have my stuff grounded in a number yeah. and mm-hmm. that's when i was reading you know dune it wasn't until yeah. halfway through the book i realized oh okay this is the future <laughs> you know but it, it was a sort of a big uh, <laughs> reveal for me think of it at I, least a couple hundred years in the future then right
2: i always think of his his whole universe that he's created as kind of like a parallel universe but still a future but you know he talks about old earth and people speak english and stuff but it all just seems so slightly foreign
1: yeah he's i know he's a big fan of jack vance i don't know if you've read any jack vance but he really did the whole sci-fi fantasy thing in the far future where earth there's magic but it's sort of like a deteriorating magic sort of kind of like how it is in *Ice and fire Mm. and i know he was a big influence on him and jack vance's dying earth series has some some parallels to some of the some of the mm-hmm. stuff that comes up here. But I just, I would like a year, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, basically there's a
0: period where, like, the humans are struggling with the Harangians and these other other guys, and then the humans kind of win, but it's kind of like a Pyrrhic victory. Like, things kind of fragment, and then you have other stories down the line. with tough is, tough is, like, the most recent, the latest stuff, I think. Tough Voyaging is late in the future. Okay. okay. Um, that's the way I interpret it, anyways. Okay, so basically, I mean, we're, we're going through it, the when you first start reading it, it's kind of creepy because you read about the, it's basically like they're having like this ritual suicide or whatever, and then humans yeah. are converting to it, and you're like, "How? Why are humans converting to this?"
2: So who? Because um, they were Rob and Lyre were hired to come and figure out why uh, why the humans are converting, but who pays them? Like Dina. Like is it his? I kind of thought that because, like, Dino was the – he was the one who really couldn't understand because he just didn't conceive of love in that way. And so, like, I could see that, okay, he really wanted to figure it out because it's a mystery. But then, like – is he spending government money? Is he spending yeah. taxpayer money to find that stuff out? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I,
1: I thought it was government because they're sort of brought in as like independent contractors to yeah. solve an issue. Well, I mean, D- yeah, and Dino's saying that it's a
3: pro- that he's concerned that it's a it's an escalating problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. up to one percent of the population converting, which I think like once you hit that number of of one percent of your population joining a suicide cult. <laughs> you start to you start to worry that maybe it's not going to stop at 1% like and if yeah. it, if it gets higher then you might actually have a problem administrating the planet. That's true. Um so I think he has I think he has a reasonable uh reason to use government money at that point.
0: Yeah, and he's the latest administrator of this world. Like the worlds are still kind of connected in a way. There's still like central administration and he's working there and they can have that fun so they can see that there's still some connection between these different worlds
1: which kind of breaks apart later on.
0: Uh, in the course of his
1: science fiction world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is there a name given to, like, you know, there's like the Emberverse or the Enderverse? Is there like a name that's given to George's sci fi world that you know of, or is it really just George's sci fi world? The Georgeverse. <laughs> the
0: Georgeverse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need a name. All right. Yeah, we,
0: the Martin Sphere. <laughs> all right, so let's see what else we got here.
2: I did, just speaking of Martin Sphere and all his various stories, I did think it was funny. Um, they were talking about similarities to Meat House Man and the sex specifically, mm-hmm. where like, it, he's kind of idealizing if you can kind of meld and be one with your partner and you can experience what they experience, where in like Meat House Man, he's actually kind of creating what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was a cool parallel that it seems like, you know, does George think that that is the ideal way to have sex, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and it's also a, a 1970s jo- point George point of view. <laughs> he <might have> <laughs> Hopefully.
2: <laughs> Paris turned him around a little bit. Mm.
0: But speaking of, like, george uh, we get lots of food descriptions. In this yeah, show. I was mm-hmm. about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's tasty, too. I was out hungry when I was rereading this. I was want like, to <laughs> eat dinner. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: He sort of, truly is a master short story writer, because it's so such a... Short story, but he he demands convey so much. Like one, developing his overall universe a little bit more, but second, just getting an idea there and conveying it. It's just yeah. That he actually recommends people to start writing doing short stories first, and then move yeah. on to novels.
3: One thing I liked, I reread it again uh, last night just for the second time. Um, that I hadn't noticed the first time was how uh, I had forgotten Laya's headaches every morning or whatever. Hmm. And I thought that was good, sort of, um, you know, like, because everything was pretty idyllic, right? Um, and everything was like a routine job, everybody's nice, you know, no problems. But then Laia's headaches were sort of
0: a foreshadowing of,
3: of problems coming, kind of, a mm. thing that I didn't notice the first time.
1: And his, yeah, he has dreams as well that he half remembers.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had trouble, like, I don't, I didn't particularly like Liana, I kind of, I don't know if you're meant to like Liana or Rob more than, but I felt I identify with Rob more, I just felt like Liana was so far above me, like, I couldn't even wrap my head around her, and I feel like Rob kind of felt the same way, where he knows that she, they're both talents, but she's on a completely other level than he is, and, uh, you know, that, that comes out much, you know, more obviously, where she, de- where she decides to do what she does, but I felt like I couldn't even, I mean, I was reading the quotes about where she's trying to, convince him to join her. And I really kind of came down on Rob's side with that whole thing.
2: So the question I, cause I, I totally did too. And I was kind of left feeling like, well, it's nice that she got her heroin death or whatever, but like she left him high and dry. But then I was wondering, is that because we're inside his head and we have more sympathy because, you know, because he's not as talented you know, or like if, if the story had written, been written from her point of view, would it have been more sympathetic?
1: I don't know. If it was written from her point of view, I think it would be almost even more, uh, off-putting. Like, that's why like Mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes isn't narrated by Sherlock Holmes, because if you get in his head, it would just be constant (laughs) this and that, you know, that's why Watson has to tell the story. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like it had to be like that, but I just, I I got what you did. I understood it, but I mean, Rob's madly in love with her and he does all he can to keep her and to keep her from going, but he, she still decides to go. And I. Kind of felt like he, she betrayed him in that. Hmm.
3: That's really yeah. I, I definitely didn't look at it that way. I always. I mean, I do obviously identify with Rob, but I always kind of feel like I'm. Um, or I'm not. I'm not good enough. Like me Rob and I aren't good enough, right? Like yes. we haven't. Mm. We haven't evolved. Like we're the ones that fucked up, not Laya. Hmm.
2: Did you guys see her movie?
3: Oh, I haven't seen it now.
2: Um. Okay. No, no I
3: mean, I know about it, but it i would to see
0: yeah. it at some point, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just it. haven't seen it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, never mind. But when you get there, <laughs> stop and think about this, it's a little bit of a parallel, hmm. just as far as somebody being, uh, you know, two people loving each other, but being on different paths simply because of who they are and what they are. Anyway.
0: Well, actually, now we were kind of talking about this, which is fine. Uh, we can kind of tie it back to George's life. With respect. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about his life. We're just speculating. He himself has opened up here and been brave enough to do it. Uh, but with the way this short story kind of ties into second kind of loneliness and Meat House Man is, is a certain period of his life uh, where he was experiencing some like tough things. I mean, w- with unsound variation, we felt like maybe he was drawing upon his experiences with his first marriage and divorce, that kind of thing. And then around the time that he wrote all these short stories, he had actually been in love with someone. And then uh, they had fallen out of love where she had left him and fallen in love with his friend or mm. something. I mean, he even mentions it in, in his uh, own, like, online biography on his website. So
1: mm-hmm. I feel he drew upon those experiences when
0: writing these short stories. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what good writers do is that they work in what's actually going on. It, it's tough to, you know, like, Dino has that wall. It's tough to, to separate life from uh, from your fiction. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't doubt, I haven't read much about his personal life in regards to that, but I don't doubt that that, uh, that, would, that would crop up. That would be the case.
0: Mm-hmm. But what I found particularly interesting, just looking at his website, I, I like the way he like he has his little like mini autobiography on there, and he writes with a certain like joking style and humor, and and is it's nice reading it. anybody I think it might have it might have even been Lisa Tuttle, like the person he worked with mm. on oh, really? Winhaven, which is interesting, as they're still they're still mm. friends and they still did a lot. But at that time, it looked like she fell. In, he's like she fell in love with somebody else, and is like she had a bad choice in men, but it improved over time <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> so it's kind of. That's really interesting how his real life, his personal life is intermingled with all his writings.
2: Well, and it really comes across like you can you can feel, you know, the the, the sincerity and, and the heartbreak. But it's it's cool in the light that that's based on things that happened to him. That he's not throwing people under the bus left and right. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, Leia's kind of a selfish bitch, but in a way, she's pursuing. You know her highest self and pure, the purest love that there is, supposedly. So you can you can almost justify it, or at least understand it.
0: Yeah, I yeah, wasn't it's, too mad I'm with Laya gonna... in this story because she, I mean, she got, wanted to drop the joiner as well, but he just wasn't ready or was scared. Yeah,
1: yeah but she did that before asking him, well, before going, <laughs> before, before doing it. <laughs> so it's like well, nice would... that she did it after the fact. But she
3: would have been it's... prevented. I mean, they would have stopped her. Probably. I mean, I don't think there's any problem. Dino wouldn't have, Dino wouldn't have let her, her go in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: th- was anyone else getting a vibe that I thought Dino was, like, covering something up? Like, there was... He was in some, like... <laughs> <laughs> weird, because
4: he was he little kept, every time 2. he tried 0. to
1: read him, like, he said he has the wall and I can't get in there. And, like, he, you know, he takes him into the cave. I was like, he's going to kill him in the cave or something. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got some, like, racket going on, on the side. But it turns out he was actually a pretty good guy just doing his job. <laughs> I sure. felt like that well, was a I little mean, think, red herring yeah. that he was leading us away from. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Dino was. Um, I think on my first read, I, I certainly was suspicious of Dino, and I think George probably uh, set that up to sort of make you la- make it less obvious what was happening or, or things like yeah. that. But um, but yeah, he's certainly very shady in some ways.
1: <laughs> and he had that kind of weird relationship with uh, Gorley and you know like he, he was always there when Rob woke up and he was telling him all the answers he needed but Right. I kind of wish yeah. that he didn't go anywhere because that would have been sort of a, a trope that you know the guy who you think is working with you is actually working for mm. the aliens or something sure, so yeah. it's kind of bad that he didn't do that
2: well and it's interesting when you think a wall he kept referring to it as a wall it's like well he must have built that wall for a reason right like been mm-hmm. hurt or had some ulterior motives, but no, he just put his wall up because
4: he's that's
1: the watcher how he likes on it. the wall
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually one of the quotes I, I underlined was towards the end where you know he he does decide to leave, and he says uh, Valkarengi, he cries behind his wall, I think, and no one knows, not even he, and no mm-hmm. one will ever know, and in the end, he'll always be alone in smiling pain, and no, I don't envy him like mm-hmm. that's pretty much him saying that yeah, we all <laughs> i mean we suffer through everything, but you still have to put on a brave face and get through it. But Dino has literally just cut himself off from the real world, and that's why you know he couldn't get close to Lori, and he, he couldn't uh, couldn't understand what Laia did. But mm. interesting, mm-hmm. he's a very gray character, which I always appreciate.
0: Yeah, I find him a really interesting character, actually. I mean, yeah, I mean, his,
1: his philosophy about tears,
0: I don't agree with. It's like the tears <laughs> do no good, but it's you know they they do personally a good right. They're expressing your emotion, but to him, he's just kind of moved beyond that. Yeah,
1: Robotic was that Rob that. that said tears, dude? I thought that was Rob that said that. No, was it was, it? It was no, no. Dino, and then Rob's like that's oh, a okay. stupid philosophy.
0: I mean, it wasn't even it was. <laughs> oh, Dino he quoted through... it. And then he said
1: that's right. Okay,
0: yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Dino is a really interesting. He's one of the most interesting characters in this short story. Yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, he is really interesting. He's sort of, um, sort of. If Rob is the one kind of caught in the middle, and Dina, Dino, and uh, Laya are both uh, the extremes,
4: hmm. right? Mm. And they're yeah. both.
3: They're both happy in the extreme where they are. Well, I mean, at the end, I guess that there's the claim that Dino isn't happy, um, but that D- even Dino doesn't know that he's unhappy, so.
2: Yeah, uh, he's got lots of friends.
3: You
0: yeah. Know, he's, yeah. He's yeah. He has this, this wonderful life, yeah. He's got a beautiful woman with him for a while. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he's like, well, there's other beautiful people. Yeah. But you're right, actually, Yeah, it, it, it is a thing about extremes because Rob finds him in the middle. He's like, I have a bit of Dino in me as well. Yeah, kind of stops them from going there. All right. So, so when you were first reading and you saw like the Grishka, did you feel like really sickened
1: by the thing, <laughs> right? Initially, it's the way we were, I mean, the first time we saw it, it was like that blob on on one of the Shikin's heads. Like, oh, that's yeah. not too bad. But then it's like, oh, there's much more than that.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: When you can, and like when he sees the big one, and he, he feels nauseous. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder, like, so if the Grishka is a giant Jennifer Lawrence. Would we all just flock to it? You know, like is it something that's specifically off-putting to humans because it's jelly and it's red and you know it sounds horrifying, but is how much of that is uh, just appearances?
0: Well, you know what's horrifying is the cover for the original short story. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I was reading the this is I think I was waiting for, for this might have even been before Storm came out. Like I had just read Clash of Kings and I wanted to see what he had and went to the library and I was like, looking up George R. <laughs> R. Martin and I was like, is this the same guy with this, all these lips with the cover? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's like, those 1970s Avon paperbacks. They had the right? worst yeah. covers, but they're also some of the most memorable yeah. covers. <laughs> but is the lip supposed to be like the Grishka or is it supposed to be something else? I, was I don't trying know. to think which short story yeah, it is. Usually not, the editors didn't in? read the books, so it's just some, <laughs> some artist like, let's put some lips on my cover. <laughs> Uh, there's the famous story with Tolkien where when the Hobbit came out there was a lion on the cover and he's like you can't publish this there's no lion in this so they had to to airbrush the lion out of the Hobbit (laughs)
0: because
1: the art department doesn't necessarily read the content
0: but you wonder like how how did the Grishka like
1: even evolve
0: if it's a natural thing It, it, it can't really consume anything else all the other animals escape from it
1: so well it's got that weird sort of you know euphoria that's it's only defense I guess or it's also it's you know attack mechanism? I don't know, because they say, Laya says that it has no, what did she call it? No, yes I am? Like, it doesn't mm. have anything there. It's so, like a plant, basically, Yeah. yeah. Or lower. No, but she said even, like, plants have that yes I exist type, oh no, plants don't, but uh, yeah. plants don't, but I don't. mean, there's it's nothing higher than a plant, Yeah. Right?
0: Right. I mean, a plant could
1: still lure things in,
0: though, yeah. if it's the right type of plant, but I mean, like, they didn't evolve at the same time.
1: Yeah, but they're trying I to analyze know. it from a human point of view, which is, that's their auto, their first mistake, because you're going at it from a, from a skewed uh, vantage point. Mm. You just can't wrap your heads around it.
2: Well, and it also doesn't um, isn't able to just feed or feed off everything or do its trick off everything because what was it the what whiners the little yeah, dog yeah. cart pullers you know wouldn't fall for it so did it evolve with the sheen like kind of together so that it kind of manipulated them into becoming the food source.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think something like that, like. You know, who knows, like maybe it used to have, um, uh, it used to be able to a- appeal psychically to, to more species or something
0: like that. Mm-hmm. So, maybe and it then it's kind of specialized. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Eventually yeah. it's just humans. Yeah. That, that, that's more of an explanation for it. Now. And
2: I had kind of a question about how how it actually works. So the Shkeen have their whole setup for thousands of years doing this, but the people that come to the planet, if they're not all talents and they don't, they're not able to read the feelings of joy and euphoria. How do, the, how do the humans, that 1% that go over, how do they even know what it's like? Do they have to dip their finger in the jelly to get that love feeling? It might have said that and I missed it.
0: Well, once you go Grishka, you don't go that. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I, I'm not sure either. Um, I suspect, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they were converting necessarily. Because uh, I don't think that question—I mean, like as you're saying—I don't think that question really got answered. Like, we know ultimately, like at the end of the road, why they would have converted, but I don't really see what would have started them on the path. Mm. Um, well, short of just they're, like
1: they're, they're all looking like at people's faces, people, like, yeah. yeah, they're all broken yeah, but, people.
0: But, but I mean, Dino said that wasn't enough, right? Like, yeah. right um well was not enough for suicide though but i mean it, it, it's kind of lead by example once gustafson went and then he people's like who respected him were like let's give this a second look right well he yeah, said it mean, at the end to some yeah. extent yeah that's true um but then why did gustafson himself
3: go right i mean that's what Dino was saying right it was yeah. that, that that wasn't good enough so maybe maybe at some point um yeah they did have some sort of Physical? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's because Dino and uh, whatever that security guy both had some limited physical contact with the with mm. the gooey stuff, yeah, and neither of like, them.
0: Right, just, like, he's like, don't worry no about problem. touching it. Yeah, they they have walls up.
1: Their walls are up. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good question. <laughs> to what at the end, he says, you know, uh, I, th- I think it's Dino uh, Rob talking before he decides to leave. You know, men who fear love and union as much as they crave it. A, a dichotomy. Man has two primal urges only one? If so, perhaps there is a human answer to reach and join and not be alone, and yet to still be men. So that's, I think, like, the first people that joined were, like, the super depressed broken people, but mm-hmm. it's like any new thing when the first people who join are going to be the most fervent and the most devout, and then the second or third waves will, they don't need to have that, that mm. you know, be that open to it. I mean, that's mm. sort of just from a religious point of view. That's how it works a lot of times. So but it's, uh, It'll eventually catch on, and then the Grishka can, can go to the stars. <laughs> So then, would you say, Greg,
3: that the answer to to Dino's question, right, the question that he hired Rob and Leona to find out, is that, oh, it's no different than any other religion? I mean, because his question is, why are people joining, right?
1: Yeah. No, no, I said Rob thought he found the answer by telling him that they're all broken people, but Dino tells him, no, that's, yeah, 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 we kind of knew that already. So I don't think he really got an answer more than that. So you don't
3: think Dino really got an answer? Okay.
0: No. Well, Dino's answer is, and we do have to consider it. It's, it's just a silo, is a trap, and it's fake. Yeah. Like, do you think that's possible? Or I mean, it seems. I like... think,
3: yeah, I think it's possible. But um, but then the question is, it, so they are feeling the psy because I mean, it.
1: Other I don't than know if it's a lure because I don't think because they say you can shake it off. It takes like weeks for it to attach. I feel like it's you need to want it more than it wants you in the beginning at, at mm. least because you can't it. Uh, if it was slowly telling you over weeks and we hey hey come touch me. That's like, you need something more than that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it may also depend on the state of mind. If you're someone who, like Lia, she just couldn't shake it. She couldn't let it go. She, I, I know there's religious parallels, but it also um, it seems to me like such a, like I keep thinking of like heroin or something. Like it seems mm. like such a strong hit. Well, and love. there are like, certain it people, love, so. exactly, that the dopamine response or whatever it is, you know, there are certain people that are going to be more susceptible <clears throat> to that. And then certain people who are able to, you know, see what the rest of their life could be without it. And
0: mm-hmm. Well, the main She's question is, is their consciousness being saved in this thing? And then it's not a fake if it's actually being that, Or is it, could that be faked? It seems probably like they're so talented. Like, they're – it's kind of hard to fake, like, the billion of them existing in that yeah thing.
1: Yeah, because the Shkeen don't actually believe in death. They, they you know, they, they tried to translate that. Yeah. And she said, no, that's not what he said. He actually said, I will go join the, you know – Yeah. They, they're there waiting for me. It's not like I, I'll go into some happy paradise. Like, they believe that they're physically, or they're mentally, they can at least connect to previous, you know, their their, their ancestors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, their only death is not making it to the Union, dying right. outside, which is a great tragedy to them. Yeah.
2: So then that's why they haven't pursued space travel and all that, is that they're just happy to live and then join?
3: Yeah. Yeah. What oh I don't gosh. understand is why there aren't more people who uh, just shortcut it, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> just jump in, just <laughs> like uh, I'm not gonna do this. Blows like yeah. I'm just gonna go.
0: They let people who are like who are sick and that kind of thing. Right,
3: but of, I yeah. mean, it didn't seem like it seems like more of a, and maybe there are some people who do um, because it doesn't seem like there's like an enforcement, right? Like nobody's yeah. guarding the caves or anything.
1: Yeah, we never meet any, like, priests or any sort of official yeah. religion. Yeah. You, have the, you have the the yeah. joined, and then you have, there's really, it's kind of right. like It seems like, I mean, like people and, can't, jump into confirmation, it, can't jump you know? into it directly. Like, the, 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 the little
0: Grishkan on the Miska like getting them prepared for connecting, but Lai was able to bypass it because of her talent. Yeah, So she, maybe if you just true. went into it directly, it wouldn't quite work, or it's dangerous.
2: Yeah, because the gathering yeah. sounded miserable. You know, they still have shitty lives, and... yeah. Problems that they have to live through. It's just that at the end, there's this Mm. bonus forever.
1: I also like the gathering because I know George is. You know, he's mentioned or it's been. He's done interviews about how he's basically an agnostic or lapsed Catholic atheist, Mm. and you know the whole. I mean, I'm Catholic, and the whole confession thing is, is based <laughs> on you telling your most awful things. But that's for a couple minutes in a in a nice comfy box, and then you go <laughs> say a couple prayers, and you're done. But in this, the gathering, you literally <laughs> have to stand there for at days, maybe, oh. and just say every yeah. single awful thing you've ever done, with and with people, really. people sweating on you. you. Yeah, and it just was like, yeah, you think you have it bad. Look what these people do, and they're <laughs> they're happy to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought that was a not that he's doing that consciously, but it just that's that was a, a connection that I drew from hmm.
4: that. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that
0: Dino. He's trying to learn the language and he's trying to go to the stuff, which is good. But on the other hand, he, like he's like, I'm gonna just take drugs so I can stay awake and stuff. <laughs> it's like it's kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah. You know? like,
3: the well, human right, way. but I mean, he just yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just doesn't even see it, right? Like all he all it is to him is, oh, these people think it's an honor to yeah. stay to stay awake the whole time. So I mean, that would be useful, you know, kind of a thing, right? Like he can't even see the. Like, oh, they would be offended. And he'd be like, yeah, sure, no, I understand they'd be offended. I'm not going to get caught, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's like the same thing yeah. with experimenting on the Grish guys. He's like, yeah, exactly. we tell them about it. It's all good. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, I mean, this is kind of relates to his other stories as well. He's had talents in other stories, people who have psychic powers or abilities. And they're, they're, they're treated with differently in each planet. Some planets, they're like... A, attacked or persecuted or even rob himself he kind of just keeps peeking in people's minds he's like oh, i can't help it i'll keep doing it and it's just like yeah do you kind of blame people who don't want to hang out with these people if they're always using their powers on you
3: yeah i mean i don't yeah i wouldn't blame someone who didn't want to hang out with them but at the same time i mean it would be like you know trying to not like if everyone was blind or something and you had to try to not look at anyone you know it's just like <laughs> it's well, difficult
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they kind of mentioned. or Liana mentions how, you know, she's like, I don't read in my off time. You know, so it's like when she's just hanging out, she's... Well, yeah, it's not something. It's more more tiring for her, too. For Rob, it's easy. just like... Right, you can just click it off.
2: She also has a tell, basically. Like, you Mm -hmm. can see when she's reading, and he just kind of surreptitiously gets away with it.
3: And, I mean, he... Rob can see when Lyia's reading. I don't know that anybody who didn't know Lyia, especially, Mm -hmm. like, the first few times... Like, I don't know that they necessarily would, would, would know that that's what she was doing.
2: Mm. In my head, I think I picture her, like, practically having a seizure. Like, he doesn't describe it that way, but, you know, it just seems yeah. like, the feel of it is that she's tensed and clenched. But, yeah,
4: probably like a right. green
0: dream type situation. <laughs> yeah, she's foaming at the mouth. Uh, this is not the day I die, don't worry.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was the day she dies, though, right. at least physically. <laughs>
3: Or she never dies. Either. Yeah, her
0: body is not important anymore. Her mind. Yeah. it's all immortal until the humans bomb the planet. Then. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually, from the,
3: <laughs> from the description of the sun, it sounded okay. like it's gone uh, red giant or something, right? So. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But, but I guess they gotta take the, as you said, Greg said they'll take the Grishka to space. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I,
3: based on something they said later, uh, Laya said I think, it's uh, when she was visiting Rob in the dream, it's all connected underneath the caves. Yeah. I'm not sure that
1: the Grishka is more than one organism,
2: which is terrifying, by the way.
1: Yeah, because they said like every cave is just full of it. That's what you can just go into any cave, and they're yeah. everywhere. Well, they're so all connected kinda... under there, right? But can you yeah. just like reproduce the Grishka layer? Uh, I, I guess like if it. you just cut
0: off a Grishka, they cultivate and then... it and grow it in another. Maybe. World.
1: That's why I, I mean, think I, it would work because if it was a hive mind, they would have picked that up more. And she, like, they still said there really is no mind yeah. there; it's just the being, whatever it is. So I, th- yeah. I think it would work. And it's I just like in a giant space. computer essentially. It's like if you put all your personalities
0: in a giant yeah. computer that are linked together.
3: Thing. Yeah, so. I suppose that's true. I, I guess it would be. I think it would be difficult for them to uh, to make that decision, but uh, I suppose maybe they would. I,
0: don't, I don't think the Schien would would do it. Really, they wouldn't really think of that. I think it'd be humans that might try to move it around. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's exactly right. That's yeah. What I was trying to say. I don't think that they would think of it. I don't know if they were facing, uh you know, planetary annihilation or whatever. I don't know whether they would at that point think about it. But yeah,
0: the science kind of sucks. So they probably yeah, not sure. <laughs> they, would, they would just get yeah. like, oh, it's a really bright day today, and then <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and then that would be it. The...
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Did uh, Did any of you try to? or at least get to the bottom of or parse out the whole Darkling Plane and the poem that was brought Mm. up, sort of like the thread, because I remember that poem from school, but I didn't remember, so I had to look it up. But that's like one of the most debated as to what the hell the poem's actually about in English literature. It's Dover Beach by Matthew Arnold.
4: And the Darkling
1: Plane is brought up in the end, and there's been books written on this guy, and like each scholar has a different view as to what the guy actually, you know, that it was his honeymoon, that all this different stuff was going on. But it seemed that Rob and Laia, that was sort of like their, Either they had a special connection over that poem, and the Darkling Plain was mentioned several times, and that people are searching for it or they're trying to get away from it. But I, I just didn't know if anyone else sort of had any uh, did yeah, come I mean, to a conclusion about that. Or I guess I didn't I didn't worry too much
3: about like what the what uh, Matthew whatever uh, was trying to say about it. It was trying to say already forgot the him. Poem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> See, that's how important he is to me. <laughs> um, I didn't worry too much about what he was trying to say, like, it obviously... It, I, but I thought it was pretty clear what Laia thought it meant.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh,
3: and so... And the same thing, like, they also quoted the uh, the ship's passing in the night thing. Um, mm. Not that part of it, but the end of it. The, a wink and a touch, a touch and a voice or something. Right? They said that over and over again, a touch and a voice. Mm. Um, and the same thing there, right? Like, uh, Which, you know, it doesn't really necessarily matter if that's what... Uh, the, the original poet meant, but it was pretty clear what it meant to Robin Laya. So, yeah,
1: but I, that's something I like in science fiction, where they these that these stories that are set so far in the future that they still remember like things from our day, as if oh yeah yeah I thousands love of years sure. in, in between hasn't happened. That Dune d- does that really well. Well, they'll mention like a Bach concerto or something twelve thousand yeah. years in the future, or like a Van Gogh painting. But uh, I, I did I like how that those little things crop up. George kind of shows what his view of it when he talks
0: about the poem because he, he's saying he's interpreting. It's like it's a, it's an old poem. that talks about fear and like man's yeah. dread of being alone in the cosmos, and that kind of ties to how he was interpreting it, which is what matters. Yeah, I, exactly.
1: Yeah, well, he Rob says right when they brought that up says uh, you know how can how much can human beings know each other? Aren't all of us really cut off each alone in a big dark empty universe? Mm-hmm. We only trick ourselves when we think that something else is there. In the end, it's the cold lonely end, and it's only us. By ourselves in the blackness. So really Cheery, he's, he's very positive yeah. about this.
2: <laughs> well that was one thing about Laya that it just seemed like her whole big spiel at the end about knowing being able to know and wanting to join that love and it, in a way it was hopeful but at the same time it's like why does she hang on to this darkling plane so much? It seems like she's so overpowered by fear of loneliness that that's what's driving her decisions. It's not kind of running into the arms of love. It's more running away from this darkling plane, which I thought was really sad.
1: Yeah. I think Laya definitely listened to a lot of the Smiths and the Cure. (laughs) 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 I totally (laughs) was
2: was thinking about, you know, back in middle school, sitting in the dark, listening to depression mode. And it's like, (laughs) you know, hopefully you can move past that place and still be a person.
0: Yeah, and this kind of relates to his second kind of loneliness because he has different views of loneliness there's still there's that epic loneliness that can both be sought off and also feared and it seems at the end uh, Rob is kind of still trying, he's still going for it the, the Grishka is kind of the easy answer for him mm-hmm. and he's searching for something else yeah
1: yeah, that was the only reason I really didn't give it a five was that I didn't. I liked how it ended. I I just didn't like how it was really kind of open. It didn't really have a bookend to it. I kind of wish there were a couple more paragraphs, but I, I completely understand. It was an okay ending, but it's it just felt a little lacking. Just just literally how it ended, where he oh, left. Oh, so it.
0: it would. It just would have been like he took her everywhere that he she could or whatever. Well, I no, did mention more. that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I'm complaining about.
2: Yeah, dude has some stamina. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he uses his mind, right? He's pretty effective. <laughs> Mm. Okay, so we were kind of we, we, we're going we're going through it. We are pretty got
1: mostly through it here. I mean, Laya disappears. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was funny one funny bit, and there wasn't much humor in the story. But when uh, when they start when they're walking the streets of the city trying to find a join, and they speak to the the one scheme uh, that speaks English, but he has yeah. a weird like lispy accent, and he yeah. says everything every S comes out as a shish except yeah. for except, the word city because if he said city, city, it would have been shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: totally noticed
4: that.
1: Actually, yeah, I had to, I underlined all these amazing quotes, and then I, under, yeah. I underlined shitty. haha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, that was the
1: only real humor I found in the story <laughs>
0: yeah actually I found interesting when, when Lyanna was saying that she kind of molds herself to his thoughts and stuff it reminded me of the Star Trek episode where Picard had to deal with uh, this person who was in a similar situation It's like if somebody actually has telepathic uh, abilities they could it could really affect the way they interact with you
4: mm. Mm, yeah
1: yeah I've always found like telepathic characters to sort of be like a one trick ponies in literature sometimes like that's mm-hmm. their thing. Like I like how in this, that that wasn't, that was just something they had. It wasn't there, you know, everything was brought back to that, but I've read stories, a lot of zombie stuff also where like, there's a tele- weird telepathic connection in the end. And I kind of feel like it's a, it's an out, but this was one of the few, you know, tele telepathic centered stories that I didn't feel it was so much about the telepathy. It was more about the characters themselves.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and they didn't actually seem to have much of a leg up, on anybody else who would have tried to figure out the riddle of
1: no it was almost more of a something that kept them from kept them back from you know, really right. joining humanity yeah I just had I had a couple you know other just stories sure. or books that it reminded me of that um, one big one was Logan's run I don't know if you've, you've seen the movie or read the book mm. by uh, William Nolan they did a really cheesy movie with uh <laughs> Michael Michael York in the 70s but in that it's set in a, in the far future where civilizations basically been destroyed from nuclear bombs and there's this one shining city but the the one hold back is when you turn 30 years old you have to go to sanctuary and everyone thinks it's this amazing you know ascension to a higher level but they're basically being killed and Mm -hmm. sanctuary and the whole union thing but that came out in 67 and the story came out before the movie so i just thought that he might have read the uh book Hmm. and um the sparrow by mary doria russell which is about jesuits going to space to try to make contact with an alien civilization and searching for god and finding out that you know thinking human-centrically is not necessarily the best thing when you're contacting an alien civilization. Mm. But there were a couple echoes of that. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was a really great... I liked the world building, and I liked the the world that it was set in, and it was a a great story.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at the the timelines of the different stories. The song for Laia was 1976. Uh, No, actually, no. 1974 was the original print in Analog. Analog, yeah. Yeah. And then Second Kind of Loneliness, 1972 about the same time A Meat House Man 1976 at least if not earlier mm. Mm. I think Sand King's
1: was later Sand King's was 79 or seventy eight. I think it is later yeah
2: well and you wonder how long he was sitting on these stories or, or developing them like yeah. I, I hope that he was not you know suffering crushing loneliness and misery for you know from 72 to 76 <laughs>
4: yeah
0: well oh, Meat House Man in particular, maybe he wrote and then released it later or had to find because you have to find you have to publish it as well or whatever mm. to get it out, right? He might write it and it might take a year to get it out somewhere. Yeah. But uh, I think probably after Sand Kings he probably had like built up a lot of like, you know, name for himself and it was easier to publish. This kind of thing.
4: Yeah. Let's see.
0: Nineteen seventy three is when he met Lisa, so it's about about the right time feel kind of weird, like, just talking about the guy's I mean, life. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he wrote, I mean, he, he, you open yourself to the world when you write these, right? And, you do, uh, he did. Yeah. And he wrote his autobiography as well. I just, just, I also find it, I mean, it's weird doing it, but if you want to understand the work, you got to try to connect yeah. it
1: to.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's, there's anything wrong with it, but it, it does feel a little odd sometimes.
1: I think he'd be happy. We're just not talking about A Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> we're <it's being> asking <laughs> other questions.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it's the thing. If I ever had him on the podcast, I'd split it, or I'd have two episodes: one with his like everything before Ice and Fire, yeah, and then and then Ice and
1: Fire. Yeah, when he, when he was on uh, Geeks Guide to the Galaxy, they spent like forty five minutes talking about everything else, and then he's like, "I know you guys want to ask about Ice and Fire. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, since you said so." <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I think he does like it when people talk about his other stuff because you know that's where he that's where he got to start. Yeah.
0: Right, I think that's all I have to say on the main stuff. Is there anything else we want to say about it?
4: Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, just the whole religion angle. Like, did you think he was necessarily poking fun at religion, or that he was just? Because I mean, I got, I drew, because I'm Catholic, I try to draw connections with that. But just, uh, I felt like he was saying that it's not necessarily, you know. I don't even know how to put it into words. Eh, yeah, George mind. is at least a,
0: at least an agnostic, but he he's not he's not he's not the type of writer who just he doesn't like religion and then doesn't put it anywhere. He's realistic. He knows yeah. that it'll always exist in some form, so cool. he always has it in his works in some form.
3: And I mean, I think he, at the end he still had uh, you read the quote earlier, uh, Greg. I think I mean he still has Rob saying like you know maybe there is a, you know, who's, Rob is still looking for you know maybe a greater love and a a love that lets you you know be a human and be uh you know together with everyone Mm. right
4: um
3: so i mean i think to that extent like rob is still i mean rob is you know an atheist i think right i mean they say that explicitly don't they but at the same time like he's still you know attuned to that that you know man is is looking for something like that and that you know that that would be a good thing to find uh if it Mm. were if it exists
1: Yeah, basically that men create religion to get answers to what's, you know, I had another quote, I can't, I can never find it when I (laughs) want to. That was more like, I mean, that's Dino's interpretation, probably,
0: the way he, I mean, Rob's as well, actually, I mean, he he talks about most of the talents being atheists. Oh, yeah, here, it's news Dino. Dino
3: Dino has, the. I mean, Dino apparently, you know, believes in God, I don't know exactly what Dino believes in. But he doesn't even think
0: about it, it's like, do you believe in God? He's like, sure,
1: Yeah, yeah. reading him, he he didn't even think about it, it's just like not even relevant to him.
3: Yeah, it's, or the other it's sort of strange, yeah,
1: yeah, he says, uh, he was talking to Dino, he says, you know, in the end, you're alone back on the darkling plane. do you see He says, no, I don't." says, look again then. Always people are searching for something, for someone. Uh, talk, talent, love, sex. It's all part of the same thing. Mm. The search. Gods too. Man invents gods because he's afraid of being alone. Scared of an empty universe. Scared of the Darkling Plains. That's the damn Darkling Plain that keeps coming up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, there's loneliness, love. Yeah, but I think loneliness is like, if you boil the story down, for me, it'd be like loneliness and, and haunting. Just Because it really is a haunting story. It's not the story you finish and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a great story. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, that was a freaking great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and it kind of makes you think, you know, of your own what is it that, that satisfies your own personal needs or allays your fears?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for uh, joining me. It was fun to have you all Yeah, absolutely. On here. Uh, we'll have a quick app to show and then we'll be done. But we'll okay. be back again for, I think, uh, to continue this kind of journey through Martin's uh, short stories. Um so check us out at bastesofkingsgrave.wordpress.com and on Twitter and on our forums and we'll see you next time. Cool, take it easy.
4: cool, thanks. <laughs>
0: So do I guess we should technically do our uh, game, our have to show game with these guys. <laughs> 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 All right. Just uh, glad we have Amber here as well to help. <laughs> out a bit. But, uh, a little
2: estrogen. Yeah.
0: Okay. So starting off with uh, Laia, what do we think? Is this the uh,
1: uh, Mary Kill card?
0: or Mary One Nighter? Scorpions, Scorpions, Mistress. Whatever. Well. Okay.
1: Are, we, are we talents in this uh, <laughs> scenario,
0: or are we ourselves? No, we're, we're ourselves. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, I don't Sugar think I'd like one nighter, right? Yeah, oh, I don't yes. think I'd want her I'd in my nighter.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: you would or you wouldn't? I go for the one nighter. with Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I, I if, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't kill myself to get out of it, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want her in my head. I, that's, I just, yeah, I wouldn't like
4: that.
2: See, I kind of think it'd be, well, purely from the one night. Uh, obviously, she knows how to please.
4: Yeah, she uh, can mold sure. herself. she great.
2: said herself. but at the same time, like having someone—I mean, clearly she's a good person. She's a nice person, mm-hmm. and having someone like that in your head for a little while might be kind of comforting uh, for for the act after sex cuddling part.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> yeah, you can act all protective and stuff. So, like, do you know. Yeah. So she's pretty good. Uh, what about Rob then?
3: Yeah, I think Rob, I'd, yeah, I'd marry Rob. He seems to have a stable career. He's very empathetic. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, Yeah, but then he goes with somebody else. He's like, oh, they'll understand. Like, it's what they needed was a kiss. he be
2: proud well, of no. me.
0: Yeah, be, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, a he's a realist. He's a realist at <laughs> <editor> heart also.
3: Because <laughs> that was about, that was all like, um, that was after they had gone to the, whatever, the reveal your secret ceremony or whatever. <laughs> and they had been talking about how the, uh, you know, the sex isn't a problem, right? It's just the, if you hurt your other relationship, mm. then that's mm. the only problem. And, uh, you know, I think he felt like Liana was sort of, you know, buying it at that point. And he, it's not like he screwed <laughs> her right there. He just kissed her to make her feel that, right? Like it's not Oh, like... no, he screwed her.
0: At the Later. end, yeah. Oh, I'm but earlier yeah. on, he kissed her. Yeah, then he's yeah. like, "Oh, Lionel understand. Like, she would be
3: proud. proud. Yeah, she would be proud of me for you know
1: comforting her. <laughs> we that. also, at that point, it's a first person from his point of view. So of course, <laughs> we're going to be on his side. But <laughs> <Didn't laughs> She'd understand. He, yeah, oh. of course, she'd understand.
2: <laughs> Didn't he say something about and then after we were done or something like that? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me.
1: Wait. Oh, this is in uh, uh, in his office when they were in Dino's in office? office. Yeah. Oh, I thought the, they definitely okay. did more than kiss at that point what? because they sh- did you? Yeah. let see. Yeah. Look at that again. I didn't get that either.
2: Because he had just because he did one night with Leanna, and then like the next,
0: this guy like, got a stamina, What the hell? It's
2: mm-hmm. you know, right? And then he goes upstairs, and he's like, he kissed her. She would be so proud of me. And then it was kind of like
0: dot 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 when they were oh, finished. Right. Hmm. I'm trying to find that. Sorry, I don't have it uh, in front of me. Let's
1: see. But there's a dot 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 after that.
2: Well, there's not.
1: They specifically said after, like after they finished. In my
2: so. head, there was. Yeah.
1: Oh, here we go. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So it just says
0: afterwards. I took her and kissed her. She pressed her body hard against mine. Blah, 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 <laughs> telling herself she wouldn't mind. Afterwards. Well, it says I was drained. <laughs> 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 he, think he meant that literally. <laughs> so that's why Laya woke up and saw him like sleeping with another woman. She's like, okay, gotta join. Oh, her. fuck this then. Yeah, <laughs> It's Rob's fault. It's all Rob's fault. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> but he's still marriageable.
0: All right. Who else? What about uh, Dino? Uh,
3: I think I'd probably marry Dino. I think I'd marry <laughs> Dino. I'd marry Dino faster than Rob. He's the boy wonder
0: of the sect- sector, right? What? Yeah. And Dino I don't would... think. Go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I don't think he would be passionate enough about anybody to leave you unless, unless you left him first.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. You'd have to be a good marriage for
1: him, like a
3: political marriage, something useful. Yeah. I mean, like he him. would have to. Yeah. He would have to like me or whatever, but. Uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, he knows his way around town. He has to uh, show people a good time. I, I, I yeah. think I'd marry... I don't have to kill one of them, right? <laughs> so I, I'd marry Dino <laughs> no, also. To, I'll, yeah. take, I'll take Dino and Rob.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, what about the Grishka?
2: <laughs> oh, burn it.
0: Scorpions. Yeah. yeah oh, is Grishka, very uh, uh, appealing if you're like, sick or dying. Uh, and your, your journey's <laughs> going to end
1: anyways. I don't know. I kind of would like to think that I wouldn't take, because it's kind of like a, it's an easy way out. Like, I I kind of, I don't, I like, I say now when I, when that's not going on, like, yeah, I wouldn't do that, but it's tough to put yourself in that frame of mind. But
3: it's really like, funny I, to me. It's really funny to me the way you guys uh, react to the Grish, because I, because I really feel very strongly that I wouldn't do it, but that it's, it's not strong that I'm not doing it. It's bad, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a lack of, um, it's a lack of openness and willingness and kind. It's like a lack in me that I that I wouldn't want the Grishka. So it's weird that you guys think of it as. Um,
0: Is it just you don't want to go through the ceremony? You got some things to hide. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that I just I would rather be I'd rather be be bitter and angry and and myself than to than to join and and be happy and and with everyone. I don't know.
1: Yeah, go out like Hitchens. You know, yeah, exactly. exactly. not change at the last second.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I but I sort of but at the same time I I feel like that's not uh, that's that's the wrong answer kind of. But... Well, you
0: know and you know that the grishka's real. that's the
1: thing. Like as long as we get yeah. past like if it's a fake or whatever, like it actually sure. has a real effect to it. Yeah, even if it's not actually but, I mean, not if meeting it's a... your ancestors, you're at least getting some some euphoric thing out yeah. of
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it sounds damn good. Yeah. But it just especially in particular the part that it's forever. Like at some point, just time to be done.
3: Well, I mean, it's not really forever, right? I right. mean, we talked about the sun exploding. At some point <laughs> in the land, and you, you haven't gone Grishka yet. It's a different yeah. experience. And I mean, even if <laughs> even if <the laughs> even if they figured out a way to get out of the to to move it to another planet with a younger star, I mean, you know, the universe has a heat death. Yeah, eventually. it's not it's
0: not the afterlife of like the the what type that or the thing that the man was seeking or something. It's just right. Kind of a it's long it's still life. temporary. Yeah. It's just long. But yeah. in a way, then it's not necessarily a cheat, really, because that will end at some point anyways. So it's like a super long experience. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like it, it's, it's a cheat in the sense of like, and then they try to keep people going at least till they're 40 before they go into it, because mm-hmm. you could just go into it right away and experience yeah. that. But, but it's like, they want you to like develop yourself and have like a real life like, as a person and then join it rather than just like going as like a two-year-old. Yeah. With like no mm-hmm. development. I mean, because you could come up with the same thing now. You could say there's like a computer we've invented. You can like kill yourself and go into it, and then you're immortal for as long yeah. as the computer lives. But that's not a real life. But if, if, if your values are just purely like hedonistic, or just like pleasure is the ultimate, then then and and you wouldn't know that you're in a computer. Then you then you should take that. But if you have some sort of other basis like of understanding, or some sort of other like way you want to view your life, hesitate before you do that.
4: Mm.
1: Oh, there was that awesome Johnny Depp movie that tried to tackle that <laughs> idea. Oh, God. What Was that Upload or whatever crappy thing? Yeah. You know
2: Tran- <laughs> Transcendence?
1: Transcendence, yeah.
2: In the theater for a week, maybe? Yeah,
1: Yeah. Or... yeah the director
0: needed to upload himself after that, or the, the writer <laughs> needed to upload
4: himself.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, that's pretty much it for the game, I think I'm trying to think. Oh, guess there's Laurie. Oh. There's Laurie, right?
2: And uh, Gour- Gourlay. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I
1: just didn't kind of get of enough it. of a picture of him yeah. and there was the big hulking yeah. uh, security agent as well but he's, he's not he my type he seems like a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> he went into the Grishka to save for <laughs> he did he's loyal Look at give him that
0: yeah. <laughs> this, there's the scheme
1: all of them <laughs> millions and billions of them are all loving you <laughs> well they kind of have that car theme thing going on just walking around with their breasts out all the time yeah. so <laughs> at least there's, they don't leave much to be desired not much to, to, to be yeah. for mystery you know yeah <clears throat> I feel like Laurie is almost. uh,
0: I mean, yeah, we didn't really talk about Laurie that much, but just like how she, she was in love with Dino and like she shared herself and then just got hurt. I think that was important as well, and related to George. Mm -hmm.
2: She seemed really young, like, Mm. not from anything he said necessarily, but just she was kind of idealistic and she met this great guy who had a great car and, you know, she just couldn't understand why he would not be as interested in her
1: we know she's like just out of college because she's like she's writing her dissertation you know so she's probably mm. like 22 23 but they say that dino is relatively young for what he's accomplished so far mm. so i don't think there's like a huge age difference there but yeah she's definitely more idealistic than uh you
4: yeah.
1: seems to be more realist i
3: mean it's just sort of more of a person i mean dino's i think pretty incredibly strange as a person right i mean <laughs> It's like a borderline like sociopath or something, right? Like there's mm-hmm. something his
0: little finger one point oh. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs>
3: there's something. There's something weird about about Dino. You know.
0: Yeah, he had an experience back with Caitlin or something that he has a wall <laughs> up. The... He's
1: well, I kind of did like the. The story we got of was it Fitzpatrick or the guy that his predecessor that they found on the street where we got his whole story about how his family died. Yeah, Augustus night. Yeah. Do we ever go to the Nightmare Planet in any of his other stuff or whatever? That I think it's been mentioned called? before. I, I, I don't I feel
3: think, like it's been mentioned. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. I'd like to get a story set there with their yeah. whatever those crazy
3: like, creatures. I'm
0: just play. like, why the hell are they going to that planet? They have all these planets. So why they did they go to this planet? Just like, <laughs> the planet named Nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, the funny thing is Gustafsson took that. He like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'm on the up. I can handle this. And then all of this happens because he yeah. chose to take that position. Yeah.
2: It's so brilliant how he can work that. You know, in the frame of this big story, you just get this little window into this guy's life. And it's so gut-wrenching and sweet and sad at the same time.
0: His wife was eaten by those worm things, and he, like, caught up to it and all of that. Just like, yeah, and he had to yeah. kill her, right? He had to kill them to put them out of their misery. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, and, uh, now we're at the end of the story. What do you think Dino is going to do? Because he seems like he's, like, he's instilling power now. He's like, like, we can't let more humans go there. What can we do? Like,
1: what? Uh, it's like a religious war or something? Or some sort of Grishka extermination cramp? No, I, he's, he's not
0: going to do anything to the screen. No. He's, he's like, the screen can do what they want, but he's worried about people going there. So he's like...
1: He's thinking yeah, but often. that's like the first time you start telling people that they're you can't do this and this is a bad. that's yeah. just, that's like. <laughs> it's
2: like, We want to go there.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't, you know, put songs on the blacklist or tell yeah. people not to read books because that's what the, they, th- they, they the do. Thing, before he, he was willing to let it because
0: uh, he's like, well, people. I'm sure. I'm sure suicide is not illegal in this world. It's like people want to suicide. Like sure. they have the ability, they have the right to do that
3: yeah. in this
0: future world. But he believes now that it's psy rule, like lure that's luring people in like a plant. Right, and so they're not under their own control. It's like it, it's like being there, being murdered, basically.
2: Well, why are people on this planet anyway? Just for somewhere to be?
0: Like it doesn't uh, seem
2: like a super appealing.
0: It's better role. than nightmare. They have they have, <laughs> they have they have they have wine and they have food there, and plus, like, yeah, I mean, really, I you're think a human. That like, for like you want to meet other aliens? Like, wouldn't
1: you find it interesting to? Yeah. Yeah, do, do we know in this world, is older? Is Earth still around, or is it like a dead planet that's... Or did people, everyone have to get off, or is it just another well, planet, like in the confederacy I, I or it's the government? Un- another planet, uh, government.
0: probably like an o- overcrowded planet at that okay. point. But uh, they're, they're, they're interacting with different aliens, and in fact the Shkeen are the closest to the humans in terms of mentality, in their minds. Yeah.
2: It just seems like it's kind of, you know, if he's really worried about it and doesn't want to just kill everyone, or, you know, he said it was impossible to close off caves maybe it's time to take your shiny tower and go to another planet
3: well no I mean they're there on the planet for economic reasons right I mean like they're there to trade and to presumably exploit natural resources and you know whatever Mm -hmm. so I mean they so they're there I mean I don't think it's not like the culture or something in an Ian Banks novel like where everybody's just like moving to different planets to have a good time like (laughs) people are there to work
1: yeah yeah that's a whole so, other
3: discussion just
0: within the culture. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. his point of view. I mean, he's always trying to send up trade treaties and he's having trouble getting yeah. through there. But, yeah, exactly. They're just there to so, get I mean, They can't leave or they're not going to leave. Um, mm-hmm. yeah He's not the type to just be like we need to evacuate or something like he's here, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just going to try to Because I mean he, it's not
3: like he's not worried about people killing him. He doesn't care, right? Like <laughs> if people like want to kill He themselves, wants to know
0: why it's yeah. happening. As long he as people make... are doing it voluntarily, he doesn't care. Like if it, Well, it, I mean it really is. I
3: I'm saying that even even that's not his real worry. His worry is just that he has a workforce or whatever, right? Yeah. Like ultimately like if a bunch of people get suckered and kill themselves, you know, he's not going to lose any sleep. Yeah. But he needs to have a stable population to do the work that you know he's there to do.
0: He's mm-hmm. not gonna be able to make all the money like he did before. It'll,
3: exactly. It'll yeah, he career. he needs to be yeah. successful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as ter- in terms of what he's actually gonna do. What, what, he, what
0: he should do is charge for admissions to the Grishka. He should like advertise and like, yeah, go a Grishka. And, like you have to pay to
4: come.
0: <laughs> get a top hat. <laughs> get stand a tax on Grishka with... Someone, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't put it past them.
3: Things. I guess he could just publish a thing like uh, amongst the humans and say that this thing uses a word. Feeling
0: depressed, come for a Greek world. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The point of the story is not for us to speculate what happened later. It's no, better. no, it's not. not.
1: But it's fun. <laughs> it's not that's fun. All that's, all. It's, but, yeah. that's the sign of a good story that leaves you questioning, yeah. what, wanting to know what happened to the characters. That's, right. that's okay. something that, Yeah. I mean, not just science fiction. Any story. Like there's books I've read where I have. In my head, like I've had the stories go on and do other things, because I mm-hmm. just wanted something more to happen, or I just wanted sure, to know what's yeah. going on there. That,
0: that, it does that here. But somewhere in Haviland Tufts' database, he has like Grishka cells.
4: <laughs>
2: <his, his> <laughs> totally. Well, and the world is just so rich. You can imagine, like, okay, you could go here or there.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: i kind of um, not angry, but I wish I had started reading his short stuff sooner. Just because I always was so focused on, I did the same thing with Tolkien, where I read everything Tolkien, everything Lord of the Rings, and then it's like, okay, I've got to read something else now. But once once I read all and reread the Song of Ice and Fire stuff, it's it's not that I ever doubted his early stuff would, wouldn't be as good, but it's just as good. It's just a, in a different vein, and mm-hmm. I like. I'm open to it now. I haven't, uh, and I've got the Dream Songs now, so I've got plenty to read. Mm-hmm. It was yeah.
0: good waiting for Dance of Dragons to read through all his stuff, and uh, I mean, he didn't—he didn't come uh, out of nowhere as a writer.
1: He had to develop himself over time. And, yeah. Uh, his works. Yeah. I did get a copy of that picture of George from the '70s. That was from my yeah. copy of Armageddon Rag, which apparently that was the okay. book that like killed his writing career because everyone hated it.
4: Yeah.
1: And uh, he didn't write anything for okay. like 12 years after that.
0: I think he got like a, but it also helped him because he got a lot of money out of it for his house or something. I think it was Armageddon Rag, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It it didn't sell as well as they thought it would. Yeah. And then he have that quote, it's like the
1: most narrow, like... Well, Stephen King is phrase. no... He's put a blurb on anything about anything, but that's... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the best novel concerning the American pop music culture in the 60s I've read. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, like how many of that have you read? What else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I have maybe. to reread Armageddon Rag. I've forgotten it completely. Oh, you have read it? I've
1: read it. I, I, I haven't read it it's It was weird,
0: but I have to reread
1: mm-hmm. it. I've I have a seen of weird. 60s counterculture in, in Hollywood. I don't know if I care about it, but I'm sure if it's good, I'll, I'll like it. It's good. Mm. It was
2: pretty bizarre. Like, he was having flashbacks, and it, it got kind of just weird and intense, but it definitely felt like being in the head of someone who was there. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't, aren't the Nazgul a band in that?
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry? Yeah. <laughs> the Nazgul They're like a, a band. <laughs>
2: metal, metal band
0: <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They would be. They wouldn't go in for the for the soft rock, or the, yeah. <laughs> the light jazz. <laughs>
0: All right. What do you think will be next on our list? I mean,
1: Sand Kings is one of them
0: for sure. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: know if you were going in any particular like publication chron- chronology no,
0: or anything. Probably not. Uh, no.
1: I just read no. Sand King because I wanted to get to it. But I'm open for whatever you want to do next.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be we touching uh, over the forums. And we'll see yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. The interest is there. All right, thanks. All right, thanks okay, a lot. Thanks very much. Thanks, See you guys later. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Uh, let me know if you need the file. I mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. We're going to need somebody else to record as well, because my recorder is kind of tricky lately.
3: Okay. Um, can you tell me, Vin, real quick? I guess, I know for sure uh, Greg has one, I guess. Um, I Actually, would you tell me
0: the name of the thing you used to record, so I'll just go download it right now. Are you on Windows or on Mac? <clears throat> uh, Windows. Yeah, it's called MP3 Skype Recorder.
3: Okay, well, that's a good name.
1: <laughs> you guys hear me okay? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we uh, apparently lost our Dragoncast recording yesterday because oh. Skype Recorder screwed uh, up uh. for both of us. <laughs> it's really uh, annoying. But yeah, either. I don't know. It, I, apparently it's happened a lot, but there's no fix for it. It just seems to happen randomly. It's like the I second I finish recording, I don't even close it.
0: I go and try to copy it to another folder just to be safe.
1: Yeah, Zach said he actually had the file and he put it in Audacity, and then when he opened it up, the file literally disappeared from his computer. So it's,
4: <laughs>
1: um, something's Brooke, up. Yeah. Brooke is trying to figure it out, and and mine literally recorded five minutes of the discussion, and then the hour we talked of just random chit chat afterwards. So we'll just throw that up there. Hello. Uh, yeah, pretty frustrating. Hello, Hello. Hey, Hey, Ashley.
2: Good. Sorry, it took me like three minutes to figure out how to work the Skype machine.
0: (laughs) Is this your first time uh, chatting with anyone on here?
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. Hello, all.
0: Hello. Hello. So you're Um, Amber from the forums, I believe?
2: I'm Amber from the, well, I guess I'm Amber in real life, and Amber rocks on the forums. Um, And I hope, I hope my sound is okay. I did, in fact, buy a cheap-ass headset, and it turns out that it didn't fit.
0: Yeah, right now it sounds okay. So we're okay. okay for now. Yeah.
4: Cool.
0: Yeah, we're like an old uh, group of friends now. Three of us have met <laughs> in real life.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, we got one up on a lot of the other listeners. So I'll take it. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, that's
1: true.
2: Well, I just uh-huh. feel a little bit like a like a voyeur or something because I've listened to you guys talk to each other a bunch <laughs> of times.
4: So.
0: Yeah, it's always weird meeting people and. Uh, real
1: life, just for that first couple of minutes, because you recognize their voice, but right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. We mentioned that on the Ice and Fire con recap a little bit, how everyone sort of had a different reaction, <laughs> but it was
2: yeah, because you guys were all there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It was a good uh, recap. I'm glad you guys did that. I haven't had the chance to record mine, and the longer it goes, the more you forget.
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, I listened to that whole anime thing, hoping okay. that you guys were going to talk about it a little bit, but. <laughs>
0: well half of the episode is recorded like
3: right there yeah exactly I I mean I saw that Carly was on so I was like well shit I'll go listen to that you guys should I guess are you just gonna do you and Ashley or are you gonna try to pull people like Tara or Carly or other people well
0: that would be nice yeah but uh, I figure uh, if I end up a chance to do it with Ashley I'll just record Yeah. Uh, if their schedule aligns with us we'll do that but sure but yeah, not going go to worry about it too much
2: remember yeah yeah exactly <coughs> i saw from last year there was like a, a video on did you guys do that at all
0: no we didn't really take a lot of video this this time i mean i think somebody took video of uh, there was a Tormund giant spain presentation
1: Okay. Yeah, I tried finding that. I, I hope somebody recorded it, but I haven't found yeah. it. Any. I'm not on the Facebook page, so I'm only on the periphery of all the whatever mm. stuffs going back and forth.
3: Yeah, on the Facebook, Gom yeah. and Tara both said that there was uh, that there was video somewhere, but neither of them said where it yes. was. They were both just like, "Oh no, there's video of it," and then that was. I was like, "All right." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you, you can only you're only allowed to watch if you can find it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, I don't think uh, Lee's going to come today. I think he had to back out, I think we have enough
3: Yeah, he said he wasn't, I think.
0: Alright, so what I thought we would do is, like, we'll get started. The way we do these uh, ones, we basically assume people have read the story, so we don't really need to summarize Mm -hmm. them. As we move through the story, you might mention things, but basically just our impressions of each part. And then at the, like, after we get through the story, I want to talk broader about how this story relates to the other stories Martin has done and then to his life as well.
1: Yeah, I know this fits in with some of his other stuff. I've only read a couple of the stories, but I... I just bought my copy of Tough Voyaging to uh, to get into it. Oh,
0: point. good.
1: Tough Voyaging is
0: like in the future of this of this uh, universe. That's that's a, that's okay.
1: what I figured out because like
0: that, that yeah. I, that's the way I calculated. Because Tough Voyaging is like later. I mean, this all in the same sci-fi world, but his he's doing he's dealing with like the Empire having fallen and mm-hmm. things have gone to barbarism, and then he's using the, the kind of like the last technology from it. Whereas I think at this point they're still high technology.
1: Okay. So. Yeah, I've only read this in Sand Kings, which I know Sand Kings is set on their home planet of Baldur, mm-hmm. but that's that no real crossover with the characters or anything. Okay, so
0: I will uh, get us started in a minute. So, so do you, do you want to download the recorder just to be safe then, uh, Michael, then? or
1: I have mine going. It's, it's going just in case.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see if mine is recording. It says recording.
1: Is there any way to record, like, um, just with the, the regular microphone recorder, or that would only record what's coming out of your mic, not... Yeah, I think only okay. uh, out of your mic.
0: All right. Hopefully this works.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I was muted a second ago when you asked me that question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm installing it right now, also.
1: All right, we'll wait till it's installed, then.
3: All
0: right, hang on one second.
1: Yeah, we were playing Pictionary with uh, Mimi, had gotten some people together, and we waited almost two hours for her to actually install it on her computer. <laughs> and she got to play like two rounds, but uh, it was pretty fun playing with everybody. <laughs> cool. How
2: many people did you have for that? Uh,
1: there was like maybe ten people at the most, and like oh. five or six on the low end. But uh, I had never done that before, but apparently you guys did it a, a long time ago. <clears throat> In the way, way back. Yeah, we did, actually. I remember that.
3: Okay, I guess I am recording. It just started recording automatically when I launched it or something.
0: Nice. Let me see. Uh, it says,
3: I am recording a
0: call. Good. So. All right, so I will do an intro, and then uh, I'll be like, I'm joined by some vassals of Kingsgrave. And uh, you'll introduce yourselves, I guess, uh, in alphabetical order.
4: Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 I think you can figure that out.
1: I'm always right in the middle. I'm used yeah, to that since grade school. I, think,
3: I, think, cool. be, I think that should be the same by real name or username, so we should be alright.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say I really miss Vic for this one because I'm assuming he's read everything.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing he probably did. I was trying to yeah, contact I him, know. but I think he's in. Think he's on, va- stage. on vacation for a couple months. He yeah. said, We well, got married. Right. Oh, oh really?
3: Okay.
0: Oh. So he, he needs to learn what his priorities lie. Really? Yeah. That's that's good. <laughs> <absurd>. Real <laughs> life. What's that? <laughs>
2: Want to be reading these depressing stories.
0: <laughs> well, the vassals need to worry about getting their heirs. <laughs> so they have to establish their line of succession. Okay. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay.